It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Well, 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 hallelujah, and thank you, Jesus. Another opportunity to share in the Word of God. Wow. Um, I see that we've got some folks that have made it on successfully, and that is a blessing. Uh, I am waiting for a few more folks to to get on the call. However, um, we're going to wait. Uh, while we are in session, because we're going to move right on. We are definitely uh, in a very, very powerful lesson. Uh, I am so glad that we ended the way that Mr. Uh, Mark Bubeck ended the, um, I believe this is some of the last few chapters that we're talking about. And, matter of fact, take this off. Uh, speaker, uh, Preparing for Battle, a Spiritual Warfare Workbook by Mark I. Bubeck. Uh, thank God for the way uh, he is concluding as we get to unit number nine. And as we look at unit number nine, this is something that I really feel that is, is worthy of us going over again. And here we're dealing with, when it comes to, um, what do we call it, spiritual warfare? When it comes to spiritual warfare, this area right here, chapter or unit 9, page 188, curiosity, is one of the most important. If you, can, if you can teach lessons to folks that if you don't watch out for this particular area right here, this curiosity, um, just, just thinking about a few things, um, just letting it come across your path, just seeing it on the sidewalk, you would be amazed at the way the enemy plants different activities, different visual temptations in the path of people that he realizes this has an effect on them. And in order to break them down, he plants these different um, temptations around the individual so they can experience the impact that temptation can have in their lives. And, and we've already been through the story of David. Um, however, you've got to understand that when David got tempted, what it did for the body of Christ to encourage us to be careful, no matter who you are, how much you think you know, how, how strong you are in the Lord, and what may never happen with you, We've seen some of the greats fall under temptation. The wisest man that ever lived, Solomon, in his latter days, this is the key, in his latter days when he should have really been the wisest ever in his life, he fell to the temptation of, of watching uh, women falling in love with them 
and then allowing them at his later age to tempt him to be drawn away from a strong relationship with God and worshiping and honoring him into worshiping and honoring idols, which he knew God did not approve of. And the same temptation that uh, uh, tricked his dad, tricked him into, again, defiling himself spiritually with idol gods. Let's pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, and we bless your name. We honor you for being our Father. We pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will move by your spirit in the midst of us and cause us to be strong. Lord, we take no credit for the dissemination of this information uh, on ourselves. But we pray, dear Lord, that by the power of your Holy Spirit, you will move in the midst of those who will hear and that this seed of the word will be implanted in their minds, their hearts, and in their very spirits. Their souls would be enriched, O oh God, and that you will not allow them to be spiritually malnutritioned, but that you will feed them from on high. Allow your word, O oh God, to take root in them, even write it upon the tables of their heart, that they may not sin against you, and if they're sinning, O oh God, that they may not continue to sin. And, Lord, that you will make them strong in the name of Jesus. Help us, dear Lord, that we might be strong in the Lord and in the power of your might. Thank you in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. We have already started our recording. I will now mute all of the lines. Um, more than likely, we will not do any question and answer until the very end. And um, and then at that point, we will unmute. But if you um, have a question, I will be able to see if you unmute, and then that way it is an aid to me to slow down so I can hear any questions or comments. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Mark Abubeck, thank you. I'm encouraging you that if you're not a reader, if you're not getting in uh, plenty of reading, that you will start to read more and more and more. I am being blessed tremendously by reading. I am being blessed tremendously by reading. And today I read, a, I, I read an article from Sunday's paper. Uh, Deacon Shepherdson shared with me concerning uh, uh uh, Brother Joel Peoples, Bishop Joel, I believe he's Bishop Joel Peoples, he could be uh, Reverend Joel Peoples, but of the Jericho City of Praise. This was nine, uh, 2009 that they uh, illegally removed him from being the pastor over Jericho City of Praise. And, and he has been reinstated as the pastor. He has been placed back on the board of directors. The chairman of the board, which was also falsely removed, um, uh, illegally removed, it may be the better word, from his position, and others that were removed from their position over the Jericho City of Praise have now been reinstated. Uh, the current pastor, Pastor Skurlock, has stepped down from being the pastor over there, and and they are um, now transitioning from worshiping in a school or in um, 
in the uh, auditorium of a school moving back into their facility, I believe should be at the end of the month or at the beginning of next month. And I'm opening with that story because sometimes you're going to run into some situations. You're talking 2009, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. That actually sounds like too many years. I believe the, 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 the dilemma started in 2009, but they said the, the, the court battle has been going on for three years, three years. And I'm opening when we're talking about spiritual warfare because God does allow us to get into some situations that he does not change overnight. I hope you hear me. You may be in a situation, and matter of fact, being a pastor, even of a congregation our size, where you don't have hundreds and hundreds of people in the ministry, where you don't even have a consistent 50 folks in the ministry, it does not make any difference. I am exposed to many people who are in challenges in their relationship, challenges with their children, challenges with in their, in their workplace challenges within their ministries and and just to get exposed to the level that I'm exposed to it's like wow it can be overwhelming however it's never overwhelming to me because I realize that all I'm doing is transferring it from me the, the when I get it in my ears when you get it when you receive it into your ears you should be transferring it to the altar of God. It's it's cast your cares. I hope you hear me. Cast your cares upon me, for I care for you. So whether it's fifty or whether it's five hundred or whether it's five thousand, it's casting those cares upon God. It's not my fight. Listen, you'll wear yourself out taking that upon your shoulder. You'll wear it out taking everybody's sickness upon you. You'll wear yourself out when somebody's going through a challenge in their relationship and they're telling you how traumatic it is to them. Thank you, Holy Ghost. How it's tearing them down mentally and spiritually. You will, when a loved one is incarcerated, when they're going through the last, listen, the last days of the life of a loved one, and then that loved one passes away and they can't release it. I've run into that. Where folks can't, the person is gone, but you're still going through trauma, and the person is dead and gone. It's been more than a year, and you're still crying, and you're still upset. Your body, listen, when you're upset and it's more than a year later, you better watch out. That's deadly. It's damaging to your physical body. And we've, listen, the prayer warriors have got to be in a position where when we recognize, when we see that, when we see somebody that's still mourning over a loved one that's been gone three and four, five and six years, seven, eight years, they're still having hard times during the season of their life where that is during the winter season, it's during the summer season, whatever season it is, and now this person is every season when it comes around, every time when the winter comes around, we are celebrating his life. However, we say we're celebrating his life or her life or their life, and we are grieving. It's detrimental to your physical body. So, and let, let me tell you something, that's not pleasing to God when you won't let dead loved ones go, 
when you won't take situations and put them in, when you're not putting it in God's hand, that means you're keeping it in your hands and you're taking on responsibility that belong to God. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, if there's anyone on the call that is not releasing trouble, that are not releasing pain and suffering, that are not releasing situations to you, I pray in the name of Jesus and bind my prayers with those who love you and trust you that they will release it in the name of Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. We have got to get to a place where we are not allowing the enemy to reign and rule in our lives. I'm closing out the conclusion again on page 186. I just want to briefly run over a couple of things over there on page 186 where it says Jesus wasn't preoccupied with demons. He readily acknowledged their existence and dealt with them almost almost matter-of-factly, so should we be of the same mindset. When when we deal with them, we've, it's got to be to a place, yes, I know they're there, yes, I know their assignment, yes, I know it can have an impact on me, but yes, I also know that I'm trusting in God. It says, however, as believers, we are immune from the ultimate effects of evil, and we even have power over evil through Christ. And that's that's something that, again, I'm not sure if I reiterated it last last week. Um, we've got to know that without a shadow of a doubt. You are not. I've run into folks even here recently where, again, whether it's people having an effect on their lives or whether it's a substance where they cannot deny themselves from indulging in an activity that's detrimental to their health. It's detrimental to their livelihood, and they can't stop. I don't know if you've ever been addicted before. Don't know if you've ever had trouble with uh, drinking, drugging, uh, pornography. No matter what the addiction is, if you have ever been where you could not stop, I, I want to stop, but I keep, I keep going to the basement and, and getting on the computer. I keep going and locking the door so I can view uh, porn on the Internet. And there are some folks in their lives where they say, I can't stop drinking. I want to stop, but I can't stop. I want to stop smoking, but even when I want to stop, I find myself going to buy more. As soon as I get money, I know I should I should be going to get a salad, but I find myself going straight to the weed man. And it should not. In a believer's life, They what happens is we relinquish the power over to the enemy. God has given us the power. Once Christ died on the cross, and if you don't know it, now you do, when Christ died on the cross, it took the power from Satan's hands. Death, hell, and the grave, the sting of death, and the power that the enemy possessed, he no longer had. When Christ was raised from the dead and the Holy Spirit came back, 
Christ ascended up into heaven with God, and the Holy Spirit came, and he's our comforter, he's our empowerer, he's our teacher. It says when, uh, where are we here? Listen to this. It says when we are in a abiding relationship with Jesus, reading, watch this, studying God's word daily, walking always in the spirit. We will always be ready for the spiritual conflicts of life. The key is we wind up not staying in constant regiments of reading and praying and seeking God's face where you have a track record of of God moving in your life and transform. Listen, you start to see this on a regular basis. We prayed in the name of Jesus. I'm not I'm not joking with it. This is not something where we oh, I'm a dress up and I'm putting on This is one of the things. Now, I love to be in Bible study. I love to be able to have contact uh connect with folks in Bible study in the physical church building, but one of the things that that being on the telephone helps out where we don't have the pretenses of folk coming and they're coming and they're coming just for the sake of somebody seeing their little outfit or they're coming and before the service they are chittering and chattering and they're talking about things that are ungodly right there in the church house or where we're in in the church See, the key is when we come in, this is a high reverence. We're looking for God to move. The young lady was sharing with me today. I I was sharing with her. I support her every opportunity I get. She opened a little uh, dollar store right around the corner from our house. And I was sharing with her about how good God is. And she wound up uh, starting to attend the church. And she was telling me that the young man was in the church and he was playing the drums and he and he was playing the drums, and the song got really good, and he jumped up off the j- drums, and he was just in the church. Jesus, 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 and he was jumping around and saying, Jesus, he did this for like 45 minutes. She was really intrigued by it. Another young lady came in. She was an evangelist. Did not appear to be evangelist. See, everybody that is an evangelist don't look like an evangelist. But she did not look like an evangelist. And she said emphatically, now I don't know how she got this discernment, but she said emphatically that the young man was uh, filled with the Holy Spirit. That was the Holy Spirit doing that. He was being cleansed. Uh, He was being ministered to by the Holy Spirit. And that's what that was all about. And she walked on out the door. Now, I don't know how she got all that discernment. I'm, I'm not the judge. The key is that if I see it in the Bible, that's when it, it, it manifests itself to me when I see it in the natural here. Many times what we do is we claim things that we think and that we never seen manifested in the Bible. Some things you will not see in the Bible. What happened to me in my house? I don't remember water being redirected under somebody's house in the Bible. However, I know what I experienced here in my own home. However, when it comes to the church house, 
The Bible says that they never, it, the Bible never wants us to be in a position where a stranger can come into the presence of the people of God and be confused. It's supposed to be inviting. Why in the world would God do something and unbelievers are there that could be converted and they're confused on what just happened? And a manifestation of healing or deliverance and things of that nature, the body of Christ has gotten so so um, hungry is not the word. They 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 want to see the manifestation of the Holy Spirit so bad that they manifest what they believe the Holy Spirit is supposed to be doing. However, when you see Jesus move in the lives of people. You never see him having to go through any antics. He says, be healed, and the person is healed. The, the, the disciples walked past them. The shadow passed over them. And guess what? They was healed of their ailments. Uh, the, the woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of his garment. She was healed, made whole virtue left out of him. He realized it, and he just said, who touched me? So some of the antics that we go through, listen, You've got to be very careful because when we do it or when we, or when we uh, participate in it or support it, we're going to have to answer for it. says the problem arises when we allow sin and neglect to creep in between us and the Lord. Don't let sin creep in. We're supposed to be praying. We're supposed to be fasting. We're supposed to be worshiping. Every opportunity you get, when you realize that you're getting ready to go into something serious, um, as I'm getting ready to go into some different ventures in my life, guess what? You should be spending some time in fasting and prayer. You should be spending some time in worship. You should be spending some time before the Lord asking God to direct. Yes, you asking God to save this person. God, please don't let them die. Please, Lord, don't get, let them die. The Lord then said it's their time for them to die. And you saying, Lord, not your will, but my will be done. If it's time for them to go, it's time for them to go. It's a hard thing to do, but it's a, it's, it's a, it's a necessity for every believer to understand when the disciples asked Jesus, how do I pray, he says, you pray, not my will, but your will be done. It says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. So we recognize and realize, God, you know more than us. See, what you've got to be careful of is that you have that discipline in your life. God will continue to give us the strength we need to defeat all the fiery attacks of the enemy, and that strong man is, listen, he's going to be defeated. He's going to be defeated. He was already defeated at Calvary, and he's going to be defeated in your life. Why? Because you're not going to allow a foothold, flip over on 187, you're not going to allow a foothold to come into your life and, and destroy what God is doing in your life and cause all the work. The, the old song says, um, he didn't bring me this far. To leave me. I'm punching in Luke chapter 10, and we're going to look at verse number 27 and 28. Luke chapter 10, verse 27 and 28, when unit 9 opens up footholds, strongholds, curiosity to possessions. 
you've got to be very, very careful that you don't allow the enemy, you don't allow the enemy to get a, uh, um, to get you curious. That's what they call it. At verse number 27 in Luke chapter 10, it says, And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength, with all thy mind and with thy and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto them, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. Everything, I don't know if you hear me, everything that's in you is supposed to be bent towards, God, I'm serving you and nothing, nobody else. Not my will, but your will be done. No, you've got to be able to recognize, especially when you're mature in God, you've got to be able to recognize when the enemy is trying to get you to supersede your will over the will of God. That's why it's hard. Some folks, uh, I'll never forget, I had uh, one of my mentors, and when I was dealing with her, I was going through one of the toughest times in my life. And many times when I look back over our lives and, and my dealing with her, she would she did not pray with me openly. Many of the prayers was done privately. And I can appreciate that. Why? Because in the spur of the moment, you probably don't know, unless you've got great, great spiritual insights, you don't know how to pray. You've got to be careful with some of the prayers that you pray. You've got to be careful just praying words that sound good and it's going to make the person. You're trying to comfort the person with your prayer that it sounds good to them. Father, in the name of Jesus, I break every stronghold. And don't realize that if the stronghold was brought on by God in order to turn this person around because the life that they're living outside of the church is wicked. Everybody stand up. Stand up right now all over this room. Casting out blessings upon everybody in the room. How are you going to cast out a blessing on everybody in the room and some of the folks in the room living like the devil? Literally serving the devil. Literally mixed up in their mind and you just casting out these blessings. So you've got to be very, I'm casting out, I'm praying for each and every family. That folks realize and recognize how good God is. That they gain a closer relationship. Yes, I can pray that kind of prayer over the whole congregation. Father, that they will love you more. Because then I realize that if there's blessings in their path and it's been blocked up. I just experienced that recently where the blessings was blocked up over this young man in the church. And as soon as he started releasing those things that had him bound up, let me tell you something. The blessing flow started coming. Things that he had wanted, things that he desired, listen, was released to him. And I experienced it myself. I was able to see it. So this is the key. You've got to watch it when it comes to how you pray. It's God's will. It's not your will. We're going to look at curiosity, compulsions, obsessions, occultisms, and then possessions. This is very, very powerful. Over the few, next few weeks, we're going to be looking at these things one by one. You're going to look at how the enemy preys on us, how he sets snares, and the things that we're supposed to avoid. This is the enemy's attack. He's trying to entrap you. He's trying to keep you away, to stop you from doing what God... Listen, God has an objective that he has for you, and if you're not careful, the enemy will trick you and keep you away from what God is doing. Flip over to page 188. 
on the top of page 188, you're going to look at how making a single step, one little compromise, can cause you to go down a road, and that road can last for years. It's trying, the enemy is trying to get this evil seed to take root in you, and you've got to recognize that's evil. Oh, yeah, it may feel good to you. It may give your body tingles. You peeking at little things and saying little nasty things or experience different little stuff, being able to get into certain groups with folks where they talk trash and talk all nasty. It, it may make you feel like you're in the in crowd, but let me tell you something. That is the snare of the enemy. I can imagine how the fish feels where he sees uh, 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 the, the bait swimming around in the water and he recognized that particular bait has the same representation of the wonderful tasty treat whatever it is whether it's a shrimp whether it's a worm whether it's uh, some other type of smaller fish that whether it's a piece of seaweed or whatever on the end of that hook and he looks oh my goodness it's gonna taste so good and he's swimming for it mouth wide open have haven't had anything to eat all day oh my goodness oh this is gonna be ah this is gonna be so nice and he bites down on it and immediately realizes it has no taste at all it's not even real just here recently me and jordan went went fishing and we were putting the, the worms on the hooks well i was putting the worms on the hooks and they had some fake worms and I told the lady, if we out here catching fish, I don't want no fake worm. She said they're very successful catching them with the fake worm. I want a real worm. And we put, but, but some folks were satisfied with the fake worm. And guess what? Sometimes the fish was satisfied with the fake worm too. And next thing you know, he's hooked. And what he thought was real is not real. And now I'm being snatched out of the water, out of the environment. Help us, Holy Ghost out of the environment where I'm safe, out of the environment where I live, and I'm in a whole new environment, and now I'm in a human's hand getting ready to be put in a bucket, taken home, skinned, all my little scales going to be scraped off with a knife, and I am going to be fried. you got to understand that is the same process that the enemy is trying to do to us. He's baiting us. Just casual curiosity. Casual curiosity about sinful things that appear to be safe and innocent, being preoccupied, having the preoccupation for Christians to be in these different situations. It's not supposed to happen. We are supposed to literally run. Don't sit there and toy with it. She rubbing up against you by accident. Different body parts rubbing up against each other by accident. That is the evil, the demon's way of toying. Copies of Playboy magazine, watching different TV shows, just a little bit. Just a little. All I'm going to do is watch this. I'm just going to watch a little bit of it, just a small amount. A little bit of drugs. I'm just going to take one hit of this weed. 
And that's how serious addictions start. It started. I really wish, I'm telling you the God's truth, if some drug dealers would be able, drug users would be able to share with you how it started. And I took it as one hit. It went straight to my head, blew me away. And when it blew me away, I've been chasing that hit. I'm, I'm doing this off of what I've heard people say. I was chasing that same high for years trying to experience that same adrenaline rush, how my body felt, how my mind raced during that same, that, that same kind of hit. First, you're just trying to have a little fun. You're just trying to relax a little bit, just a little bit. I'm, just try, I'm not trying to overindulge, but you better watch it because, th listen, this, the Holy Spirit, when I was studying it, it t he told me this. I didn't write it down. The Holy Spirit, he knows what's, what's best for us to hear. So he just, I didn't have it in my notes, but he just struck it into me again. It's like a bear trap. I don't know if you've ever seen one in real life before. The bear trap and the, the jaws of the bear trap is so powerful. And the bear puts his big old foot onto the bear trap. And that clamp with the big teeth clamps down on him. I'm telling you, it will probably break. It would break our bones. And that's how the enemy is when he clamps down on us in these different areas that are destructive to our life. It's bondage for us. Curiosity. Curiosity. The scripture for meditation is Romans 8. Watch it. I'm going to, we're going to go up here. I'm going, to, I'm going to punch this one in. Romans 8. And we're going to look at uh, verses 6. Through eight. Let me see if I did this right. Romans 8, 6 through 8. Watch this. For to be carnal-minded is death. Romans 8, 6 through 8. But to be carnal-minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. That's why they can't make sense of it. That's why when you talk to a person, they're looking at you like you're talking Chinese. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And you're wondering why it's not working. When you See, this is the, the, the goofy thing about individuals. People look and they wonder why this person is not receiving, and they also know that this person is not, they're, not never, they're never saying anything about prayer, they're never saying anything about going to worship services, they're never saying anything about reading their Bible, but you're wondering why they're not receiving. The flesh cannot receive. You've got to be in a yielded position where you're saying, I'm open. He says, I stand at the door and knock. You've got to open the door and let him in. Then he will come in. And that's our prayer. That, oh, my God. That hearts will be open in the name of Jesus. That hearts will be open. That minds will be receptive of the word of God. And we're praying for all this. We're praying that their bills be paid. We're praying that their marriage will work. Marriage ain't going to work. You got two unequally yoked people, and neither one of them are walking close enough with God to have strength enough to be able to make it through the fiery darts that the enemy is throwing at them. 
and you're praying that they make it in their marriage. No, they're not going to make it in their marriage. You don't have the glue that needs to be in the marriage. And the glue that's supposed to be in the marriage is the Spirit of God. We did this in the name of Jesus Christ. We did this before God, that God may get the glory out of our relationship, that this may be a, re a, a representation of Christ's love for the church. And you got two unequally yoked for people who, listen, who know about God, but don't believe enough to stand on his word when the fiery trials come. And they will come. It tested me in my relationship. It'll test you in your relationship. It's testing them right now in their relationship. And your prayer has to be is that they will be open, help us, Holy Ghost, to be open to the Spirit of God that they might be able to stand. You're praying the wrong thing. Watch this. Innocence. Innocence. And this is what we, we supposed to be. Innocent. And what happened was once the, 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 this was broken down in the Garden of Eden and opened us up to knowledge that we were not prepared to handle, there's some things you don't even suppose you shouldn't even know about. There's some stuff that you shouldn't even know about. There's some stuff that, listen, you, you, you really shouldn't even got there. And, and now that you do know, and I'm punching in Ephesians right now, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 through 13, Ephesians 5, oh, I'm, I just goofed. No, 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 it took it. Very good. I had the 5 connected to the end of Ephesians, and it still took it. Watch this. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11 through 13, it says, And having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Listen, I'm going over to the Message Bible. Don't waste your time on useless work. Mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Back to the King James, verse number 12. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. And you're going to see now, every, every TV show, good God Almighty, I hope you see it. Every TV show... It has all kinds of perversions, all kinds of sexual uh, explicit acts um, in the imagery. I'm telling you the God's truth. I think the enemy was at his best when he helped, and, 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 I, and I believe that it, it's just being used greatly by the devil, and it's called motion pictures, TV. And if you're not careful, your mind excuse me, back in the day would have to conjure up the image by either reading a book or listening to the radio. But once the TV started, once the motion pictures, the reel started, now the enemy is able to put an image into your mind that you can literally see. Used to be where you would read about it, and she slowly ran her hand down the inner thigh and pulled uh, the clip off of her stockings. I'm looking at those old-fashioned stockings that used to have those little clips on it. 
Then she popped one clip off and popped the other one. Now, you got to try to picture how her leg looked, how the stocking looked, whether it was a fishnet stocking, whether it was a very sheer black stocking, whether it was a, a one of those see-through kind of shimmery stockings. You had to do all that in your mind and try to put the image together, her high heel shoe. Well, high heel, high, high was the heel. I don't know how high it was. Was it a two-inch heel? Was it a three-inch heel? Was it a black shoe? Was it a sparkly heel shoe? Well, guess what? All of that is gone now. The enemy is able to put an image of the stocking of the woman's hand with her red fingernails, nails long on every finger. You can literally see it now. And once you see it, let me tell you something. The enemy has already started his reeling you in. These things the Bible say don't even talk about. Let alone look at it. You're not supposed to even speak of it. In secret, we're talking about it. Man, 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 did you see her today? I'm talking about somebody you saw in church. The Bible says put all things that are reproved are made, but but all things, I'm sorry, but all things, verse number 13, Ephesians chapter 5, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doeth make manifest is light. God will show you that that ain't what you're supposed to be doing. No, 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 no. You're not supposed to give that any attention. No, you're not supposed to act like you're proving that. This is what, 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 what we're being taught. This is what we're seeing in the word of God. I'm sending you out, uh, as, out like sheep among wolves. Therefore, be a shrewd, as shrewd as a snake and as innocent as a dove. And it goes through a whole lot, and I'm not going to go as deep in it. I'm going jumping halfway through on page uh, 189, when it talks about you being innocent, that's being where you are not knowing, where you where where you went from not knowing to knowing everything. Certain comments, certain uh, communications, you're not supposed to be exposed to it. Yes, you're supposed to have a life. You, you're saying I'm supposed to be like a nun. I'm supposed to be like a monk. Yes. Why? Because once you get exposed to it, now you got to deal with it. Now, maybe you're a man, and this happens sometimes. You're a man. You're not attracted to women. You're a man, and, and scantily dressed women don't appeal to you. Seeing a woman's breast or, or a woman seeing a man and his pants all tight and all of his genitals and everything is showing, that kind of stuff is not attracted to her. That just may just be. It may just be that, guess what, the enemy has tricked you into looking at other females or looking at other men. No matter what it is, the Bible is saying don't expose yourself to things that I say are not approved by believers. Here we go. We've got to deal with it. Whose will is it? Is it your will or his will? The key is we are pushing our will on God, and God won't have it. He'll separate. He'll move from, from where you are away from you because I'm not going to deal with this adulterous people. I'll stay up here on the mountaintop. I'll stay until they come back and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. Please, 
I need to be back in right relationship with you. You cry out like Jesus did on the cross when sin separated him from, from the Father. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Once you get to the place where you say, have mercy on me, O God, according to your loving kindness, according to the multitude of your tender mercy, Lord, my innocence has been corrupted. I've seen too much. And I like, you got to be able to admit, I like it. It looked good. I'm, I'm winking and blinking. I'm, I'm cutting my eyes. I'm looking at different stuff. Why? Because the enemy has now corrupted me, and I let him. We are supposed to be wise as serpents. You're supposed to be able to see it and turn your head. Get away from it. Don't do it. Carnal knowledge. The carnal knowledge, letting pornography and things of that nature slip in. Romance novels, sensual romance novels. Watching movies with explicit content, exposing, folks exposing themselves. You got to listen. It's not, it's not a true or false question for us. We already know what kind of music we're supposed to be listening to, and will those lyrics influence us? Rated R movies. Guess what? We're flocking to see rated R movies. You got to be so very careful. If you're watching it, you got to know how it's impacting your spirit and why we do what we do. That's a, I believe it's an excellent campaign that if we don't agree with it, we shouldn't support it. If we don't agree with it, watching a magazine, looking at a magazine and saying we're looking at it just for the articles, let me tell you something. If you're looking at a Playboy magazine or Penthouse magazine or, or the Girly Girly magazines or the Guy magazines and you saying you're looking at it just for the articles, let me tell you, you ain't fooling nobody but yourself. Curiosity about anything is dangerous. I don't care. Listen, sometimes... It's being curious, and, and I know it starts to get, wow, what can we do? Some of the folks get that way. They get childish, immature. Well, what can we do? You, I wouldn't be curi curious about too many all-you-can-eat restaurants. you got to be careful with that, too. Why? Because sometimes we overindulge. you got to be able to exercise some discipline. And thank God it took me a while before I could exercise that discipline where I could go into an all-you-could-eat restaurant and not overdo it, where I could go to it and say, wow, that piece of um, roast beef looks good, and just take a few pieces, one, two, couple of pieces. Go get a few shrimp, just taking a spoonful, spoonful and a half, and that sometimes we can't cut it off, and you got to be, be able to admit where you are. This, is, this whole section is on curiosity. Turn with me. Let's keep looking at the word. This next scripture, we're going to look at John chapter 15. John chapter 15, verse number 17. Very, very short verse. It says, these things I command you, that you love one another. Do, 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 do. I must, okay, yeah, I got to go on after that. Hold on. That you love one another, right? Verse number 18, it says, if the world hates you, 
Ye know that it hated me before it hated you. I'm reading right out of the King James Version. Verse number 19. If ye were of the world, the world would love you or love his, its, his own, the things of the world. But because ye are not of the world, but have chosen you, I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. And that's the blessing you've got to understand, that the reason you're having this hard time is because God has chosen you out of the world, and you can't do the things like the world do it. And when you reject the things of the world, the enemy causes the folk around you that's still in the world. Even if they go to church, it don't make no difference. You will see folks in the church at times when you take, take the road of righteousness, that I don't indulge in those things. I'm not going to support you in that. They're upset. They're telling you right there that I'm in the world. I'm sitting in church, but I'm in the world. Listen to what it says. I think we finished that up. But because ye are not of the world, but have, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Watch this, verse number 20. Remember the word that I said unto you. The servant is not greater. We've talked about this all night long. The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, if they have kept my sayings, they will keep yours also. So if they're not listening to you, you better understand it's because why? They are not spiritual mature. Don't get it twisted. I don't care what position they're in. I don't care how long they've been in it. It does not make any difference. They have been ensnared. Their curiosity has gotten the best of them, and now they're walking according to the enemy's ways. The world is going to tell you to be open-minded. The world is going to tell you you can accept. You've got folks that accept everything. They go to all different kinds of churches. They go to all different kinds of ministry. I don't care whether it's Baptist, Methodist, Church of God, Church of God in Christ. It could be Catholic. It could be if they don't believe in Jesus Christ and him crucified and being the third part of the Trinity of the Godhead, I got an issue with it. What am I? I'm not a Baptist. You're not a Methodist. You're not Church of God or Church of God in Christ. You're not Catholic. What are you? You are a believer. You are a Christian. You are a part of the what? The church. That's what's going to transition you from this world to the next world. I got a relationship with Jesus Christ through his blood. His blood cleansed me from my sins, past, present, and future. And because of that relationship with him, I relinquish power over my life. And I've adapted this. I'm, I'm adopted into the, 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 the lineage, the life, the family of God himself. And I'm joint heirs with Christ. And I'm going to be raptured before all hell breaks loose on this earth. Your relationship is, can't be through a man's uh, doctrine. 
It can't be through a man's denomination. It's got to be through what you know and this relationship you have with God through that Holy Bible. And I ain't talking about no Bible that was written after the Bible. I'm not talking about some rules and regulations that was written by man in a denomination. I'm talking, that's, listen, that was a trick of the enemy, and it's still being tricked where all of these different denominations, all of these different uh, rules and regulations, they have nothing to do with what God said do. It was a curiosity of man to see if I could start a whole new denomination, and now we've got, uh, what, is, what is one of the newer ones, where it says, we are the word church. They're a word church, and now they got this whole movement of word. Then you've got another movement, the way, the way of the cross. Where did all this come from? It's man. And we as believers have got to acknowledge, guess what? That denominational stuff goes out the window, and some folk believe more in denomination than they do in God. I said it before, I'll say it again, you better be like the Bereans. If if what I'm saying is 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 not true, then go get in the word and see if what if what I'm saying doesn't line up with the Bible. Censorship. The censorship shouldn't have to happen on the TV. It should happen in us. We should be able to know that. What we do is follow after God. We're believers. We shouldn't be doing foolish things. We are believers. We should be walking according to what we know and not what we hear. Not just what we hear. Somebody tell us something and we're just running after it. No, it's not supposed to happen that way. God is not pleased. Very, very powerful. This first section where, where it deals with curiosity. It closes out in the review that last paragraph says unrestrained curiosity about the evil around us is a major step towards becoming devoured by Satan. And that word devoured, it seems like that's all you think about. Not if, uh, literally the devil eating you, but where what the enemy is doing is consuming you. So your sickness is now consuming you, and that's all you think about. Your past being promiscuous is consuming you, so what you're doing is living, supposed to be a Christian, but you're living a condemned life from your past. Your anger and your fits of anger from your past is devouring you because the enemy is allowing you nothing. He is flooding you with thoughts of your past, your failed marriage, your failed marriage, your failed marriage. The first few years of my marriage, uh, of my second marriage, that's all the enemy just shooting. You, you can just get out of it. Just get out of it. Things start getting a little rocky. You start running to some turbulence. Get out of it. Get out of it. Get out of it. And and once you beat him up, we're going on 19 years. Once you beat him up, guess what? He he may stop after the third or fourth year or the fifth year, whatever year it is that he pulls back. Then eight years, nine years in, he comes with it again. Just get out of it. You run into some turbulence. Just get out of it. Just get out of it. 
And if he's not on me, then he'll get on your mate. And if he's not on your mate, guess what? The children will start, you know, they get of age and they start asking you questions about marriage. Are y'all happy? This is your teenager or, or your, your, um, your, they're, they're in their 20s or in their 30s and they're older and they say, what's going on with you and mom? Do you guys, are you guys happy? Are you guys, no, 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 it ain't going to be happy. It may not be roses on the ground. It may not be sweet violin music. Let me tell you what happens. In your relationship, you're going to run into those turbulence, and it's those turbulence that if you look at the testimony, thank you, Holy Ghost, if you look at the testimony of folks who have made it 40 and 50 years, guess what? They say those tough times is really what made us knit closer together if you look at it from the spiritual standpoint. That's why the little young boyfriends and girlfriends, you say, you know what, um, I ain't even going to try to keep them apart because me trying to keep them apart is going to do nothing but drive them closer together. They're going to figure out ways of being, being together. They're going to fight to be together. You got The enemy will try to devour you. The, the devil arouses unholy curiosity in us and cloaks evil desires. This is what he does. He cloaks us. He covers us with these evil desires. Guys of learning and understanding. He Listen, some of the stuff that he exposes you to, and you're like, wow, I'm kind of savvy with that. But you're savvy with something that's Satan-initiated. No, you don't want to know about it. No, I don't want to see it. No, I don't want to be exposed to it. No, I don't want to eat that apple. I don't want to eat of the fruit. I don't want to have that knowledge. Why? Because once I get the knowledge, now I know what it is, and my senses is going to love it. My body is going to love it. My feelings are going to love it. But my spirit man is going to be dying, and you don't want your spirit man to die. You want to be able to have power over the enemy. You want to be able to step on his head. You want to be able to have the victory over the enemy. You want to be able to have the victory over the enemy and not the enemy having victory over you. Curiosity, first step. And if you can get this step where you're not stepping down that road, it's amazing one of the, the one of the greatest attractions now in many of the amusement parks is where um, you have these gigantic, I'm talking gigantic sliding boards. They are huge. You, some of them you got to have a little uh, trolley or something or some type of little uh, escalator elevator to take you up to the top of it. And you come down, and I'm talking you come down fast. And it starts off with that one step. And once you start down, the thing is so slippery, it actually has water uh, on it, so you cannot stop. And you are sliding down, and you're not going to stop until you hit the bottom. That's curiosity for you. That's curiosity for you. Let's pray. 
Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, dear Lord, for opening our eyes. We thank you, dear Lord, for increasing our wisdom. We thank you, dear Lord, for giving us a closer relationship with you through your word. We pray, dear Lord, that this word takes root in us. Dear Lord, that we would not continue to be curious on things that are leading to darkness. Help us, dear Lord, to meditate upon your word. That Psalms number one might be a part of our daily routine. That we walk not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But our delight is in the law of the Lord. Give us that curiosity to meditate upon your word day and night, that we might truly be fruitful like a tree planted by the rivers of water that will bring forth fruit in our seasons. Our leaves will not wither, and whatsoever we do will prosper. Thank you, dear Lord, for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for the lives of our family members, for those, O oh God, as their names and faces pass through our minds, the different struggles and challenges that we're facing even in our own families. Father, we pray that you break the chains, that if that chain is not initiated by you to gain a closer relationship with the individual, and if it was initiated by the enemy, we pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you break that chain. Give them a closer relationship with you, that all the blessings of heaven might be opened up to them after gaining that relationship with you. We thank you, dear Lord, for your word, and now we pray that we will live lives that will be fruitful and that folks will see what you're doing in us and bring glory to your name. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Loved it. Curiosity. I was going to spend two weeks on uh, this particular chapter. Once I looked at it, I said it's a short chapter. We can make through that tonight. And we're going to start on compulsion. Compulsion. We're going to do that next week. We're going to be looking at that on the 26th. Let me put my little note. This will be 826. God bless you, and I'll talk to you on next week. Hello. Who is that still on that line? Oh, did I terminate the call? I still see one person. Maybe that's me. Let me see.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.